Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I am great. I am shipping off to Europe. Goodbye to you. So long. Don't know if I'll miss you, but I'll never forget you. (laughs) Good to know. I see how it is. You just drop me like a sack of potatoes. No questions asked. Yeah. You know, our breakup, it's very much looming. (laughs) We're about, you know what? It would be about right because the podcast is almost over for Boy Meets World. So now would be the time that you're like, you know what? See you later. I'm off to Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I honestly, if they were like, hey, Sarah, do you want a free trip to Europe or do you want to continue podcasting with Jessica Sterling? I think I'm going to take the free trip to so Europe. Rude. I've never really been to Europe. I want to go what, to Europe. What, okay. Like one week or like two weeks? Like how long would the trip have to be? I don't know. How long is Angela going to be in Europe for? Well, that's like, uh, that's not a trip. She's literally moving. Okay. And yeah. Bye Jess. See you later. <laughs> you know what? Fine. You can leave. I'm going to bring in your replacement um co-host here on the podcast because of course we're not alone we're never alone when we're finishing up boy meets world uh the amazing the wonderful sasha joseph sasha how are you well thank you so much for joining us and replacing sarah as my new co-host oh my god what a prestigious honor you know (laughs) i feel like i've been through the rtc and i'm here and i made it i practiced for my shining moment i can't wait (laughs) (laughs) of course we're here to send off angela it is i feel like this episode title is kind of dark and gloomy for what is actually happening it's called angela's ashes and i'm like 
but she didn't die. Well, have you read the book Angela's Ashes, which I think if I'm remembering correctly, it has like great like potato famine energy to it. Let me look it up. Angela's Ashes is a 1996 memoir by the Irish American author Frank McCourt. Yeah. I read uh, that book in school. It's about this guy that suffered through the potato famine. Oh, yeah. I've never like, heard of this. Limerick, Ireland. He grew up in Brooklyn and he struggled oh. with poverty and his father had alcoholism. That's Okay, well rough. maybe he didn't have to go through the potato famine, but I did remember no, he, he was Irish. Yeah, he did live he, he did hungry. live in Ireland. That is a okay. point in the story it says. Okay, okay. But what does that have to do with this Angela? I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we could have been like our really, Angela, like that feels like it works because they're going. But it's like somebody's like personal life story memoir, and we're naming yeah. an episode after that. Well, that's like y'all did, uh, talked about last episode, right? With the sh- brotherly shove. So yeah. I guess they're yeah. really trying with trying to be cute, but they just why are they doing Angela so dirty because Sarah when you first asked me hey what you know what episode would you like to cover and you threw out some options and I was like Angela's ashes I don't remember her dying (laughs) (laughs) so I had to google a bunch of these episodes and I was like oh oh my god this is normal yes okay I would like to do this one yeah because I was not gonna come on on a Angela's death episode that's for damn sure no the thing is is like Sarah you you know a lot more about like the boy meets world history than i do i don't quite understand why it is that they chose to have her leave literally an episode before the finale like it just doesn't make a ton of sense as to why she couldn't just graduate with the others and then like and then have her move to europe like after is it do they just want to like devote a whole episode to it do you think I really okay. I would like to be optimistic and saying yes, of course they want to do like uh, dedicate an entire episode to uh, Trina McGee. But also, I know for a fact that they don't really give a shit about Trina McGee. Yeah. Exactly. And so I can't say that that's so. I mean, this is the last time we saw Angela, and then yeah. aside from that, we didn't really see her a lot in Girl Meets World except for one episode. And I remember um, before we got to recording, we were talking a little bit about Trina coming out onto the media and um, the Instagram mm-hmm. uh, live with Danielle Fischel. And then later on on Pod Meets World about her experience on Boy Meets World. You and I have talked about it throughout the podcast a bunch but she was really not given the respect that she deserved um in many senses whether it be something as much as not having um other black cast and crew members or having to do her own hair because they didn't want to hire a hair person that could handle um a black woman's hair or -hmm. the fact that she doesn't get invited back even though she was a, you know, really strong member of this story. And I don't really understand why. Yeah. Yeah. And I did a little bit of research because Sarah, I also just remember the incident um, with Will, but I don't remember right the whole thing anyway. So I I ended up Googling her and yeah, turns out this just happened in September that she went on pod meets world. And basically she actually talked about, why she 
why she left uh, two episodes early because she believed she would be there for the finale. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, the showrunner, allegedly, right? Allegedly, allegedly, that uh, said, this is according to her, that in a kind of weird offhanded way by a very important person that you guys all went to Michael Jacobs, the showrunner, and said, we don't want her in the last episode. (gasps) She's somehow taking our light. And that was the gist of it. So that's what she was apparently told or that she inferred one of the, I I wasn't, and it wasn't coming unclear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have to speak around some things because Michael Jacobs, they they do not have very kind words to say about Michael Jacobs throughout Pod Meets World. I've listened to the majority of the episodes. And it's interesting because, you know, a lot of the times when people kind of speak openly, the showrunner whomever is no longer like alive and then they feel free this jackass is somewhere in hollywood sitting on his millions from like trina mcgee's freaking tears from how poorly he treated everybody and uh you know they're they they say as much as they can and yeah you're right like it has to be alleged that's the special word here because otherwise (laughs) Mm -hmm. a lawsuit ensues so everything we're saying today is absolutely alleged right yeah i was honestly thinking one of the reasons might be that like they and i don't know who but like the creator the showrunners whomever were like oh this will be better with fans if it's just the three at the end like we don't want extras we don't want but i don't remember again i have not seen the finale in a very long time so i don't all i picture in my head is that final scene with like feeny and the three of them and the Mm -hmm. trio so like i don't know how involved jack and rachel are in the storylines in the finale but yeah it sucks it i mean Part of me is happy because we wouldn't get a Angela focused episode if not for her leaving. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like I'm happy in that we do get an Angela focused episode. However, Sasha, part of me is also like, but yeah, but it's told through the lens of like, oh, but Sean's going to have to deal with her. That's leaving. what I was like. Yep. You know, That's exactly. Really my frustration. Mm-hmm. It's about Sean dealing with her leaving. Exactly. Exactly. And I watched a little bit of season seven before I came on the podcast, just as like, uh, you know, refresher mm-hmm. on it all, because I remember watching all these episodes. I just way back when and I couldn't believe just how wild Corey and Sean, like how frustrating. I mean, they no, are. And so I mean, from the jump right of this episode, but it's interesting that she didn't even know, like Trina McGee didn't even know that this was the the like pre-finale episode and she was just like they told me I was getting my own show focus on Angela and that's all I really was told but apparently obviously everyone denied it they were like no we are not you know we didn't ask for you not to be let like we missed you basically mm-hmm. on the finale mm-hmm. and we didn't know that and turns out they asked her to tone down her blackness on this particular episode um so it just feels like there's a lot of stuff going on. Would recommend uh, everyone to listen. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's um, crazy. Jess, do do you know? Um, do you remember what exactly happened with uh, Will and Trina? Because I think that's important. Like this is when she oh, alluded right. to a cast member being, you know, inappropriate or racist around her. It had to do with Will Friedle, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but he made an off-color joke to her because what he says that he felt like 
you know, he was able to joke around with her. And as soon as he said it, he was kind of like a foot and mouth situation. Mm -hmm. And she let it simmer. And then she was like, this does not sit right with me. And she brought it up to him, which I feel like also when you like bring stuff up to people and they're not ready to totally hear it, it there's like an awkward awkwardness that ensues. Mm -hmm. um, and like, that's kind of one of the incidences that happened also. Like, was there anything else to the story, Sasha, that you remember? No, no. Yeah, that was it. And basically he was just like, well, he called her Aunt Jemima because she was oh. wearing a red um, hat. Oh, yes. No. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it was just like really just no. And on the podcast, he's like, no, that was not cool. You know, like he um, seemed apologetic. Like they seem fine, mm -hmm. you know, from what we know, at least. But I get all he said was love your syrup. But, you know, it's and he was like it. It was like if she would call me the Jolly Green Giant. But. Folks, it's not the same it's not, not the same yeah. yeah and they did have like a very um interesting conversation about it on the podcast and mm -hmm. it sounds like they've had many a conversations about this incident yeah. prior uh but yeah it, it's just all encompassing sh you know the the show did it injustice for her the yeah her cast members did it injustice and it just stinks and i think yeah. that we discussed a lot throughout uh, this series how uh, the showrunner, Michael Jacobs, doesn't know how to write for women. And we know for sure he doesn't know how to write, write for black women. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think I think what is like really nice about being able to go back and like cover a show from the 90s is we can point out things like this. And like we have been pointing out over the seasons, like where are the women? Where are the women? Where are the women's storylines? Like Alan gets his own storylines. Where are Amy's storylines, right? And as soon as Angela got here, Sarah, you and I, again, this is the funny thing about watching a show that you haven't watched in a long time um, that like, you misremember things. Yeah. And so in our minds, we're like, yes, Angela and Rachel are here. They're such big characters. We're going to get so many storylines. But I think what ended up happening was, at least for me, a lot of the times I would like remember this episode or like the episode, the other episode where her father is on the show. And mm -hmm. to me, that was all I was remembering. But like, it was like, oh yeah, I remember there were Angela episodes, but it's like, I didn't remember there was like one Angela episode. And it's really upsetting when you have again when the main cast that are getting highlighted on the show are the characters Corey, sean eric like all white men and it's just mm -hmm. like okay even Tepinga's not really getting her own scenes it's always with Corey, um and so it is kind of like upsetting that we are getting to the end of the road here and we really don't have I mean, when Angela showed up on the show, I was like, yes, girl, like she got it right. She just had this personality that I thought really popped on screen. Like she never was given a lot, but she worked with what she was given in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's really upsetting that like we're sending her off with this episode. And yet I feel like we should have more to show for her appearance on the show. Again, it being a massive deal in the 90s to have a biracial couple on your television screens like an interracial couple with Angela and Sean like not very common to see on your television screen obviously the the cast is like so white like it's so <laughs> so sadly white yeah. very common for the 90s for that to be the case but at the very least if you're gonna put a black woman on our screens and give us an interracial couple then like give her something to do 
And it just feels like a bit of a, I'm happy we get this episode, but I think that it's really, it feels almost like Sarah, like you remember, okay. So the book and the show, the time traveler's wife, how like, that is how she is known as like, she is the time traveler's wife. Angela is first and foremost, Sean's girlfriend. Yeah. So even though this should be a eulogy for Angela, not that she died, but like we should be eulogizing her. We should be like sending her off with a big bon voyage. It does not feel that way because it is all channeled through Sean's emotions in this matter. Yeah. And it kind of sucks that that's how I left this. Not that it's a bad episode, but it kind of left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth that like, yeah, this should be about Angela, you know? Well, it's interesting that you say that because Jess, remember the last time we had that big complaint was when, um, was when uh, Topanga got sexually harassed by Fred Savage. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it was all about how Corey was dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Not and about guess who directed this it. episode. No, Fred is it Savage. the same guy? <gasps> Of course, oh my him. god, skis bag. I can't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So the uh, the mess doesn't fall far from the shocking. Mess tree. Yeah. Well, again, like, okay, and Sasha, I know this is like silly because this is the '90s and like it was different and whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's very frustrating that like this is why we need people of color and women behind the scenes in these episodes. To know how to tell these stories. It's so annoying. Or even someone with just like a, like a crumb of sense, right? Because <laughs> that, at the very you least. You know what? Sasha, we're asking too much. We're, we're asking too much for it to be a woman or a person of color. It really just needs to be someone with common sense. At this point. because yeah. All I'm thinking about is that, again, it's because it's front of mind. I just watched season seven. Not all of it, but still. But yeah. that underwear episode, right, where they go through uh, oh, yes. yeah. Like, uh, why? Yeah. Like, I just, we I don't, don't understand don't why know. that's a storyline and why is someone badass like Angela, someone badass like Topanga, letting their boyfriends basically cheat on them, right? And so this is better than that right where yeah <laughs> at least we're getting our women to like speak and yes. th- they're not yeah. uh falling all over fawning rather all over their men but it's just very unfortunate because again this is just a strong character and a strong actress and they've just kind of poo-pooed on her yeah and we'll get into it but part of part of what really bothered me and not saying it is not realistic But knowing who Angela is and that she is very strong, right? Like, we've seen her stand up for herself and, like, not just listen to whatever everyone else says. She has her own opinions and thoughts. Mm -hmm. And part of me was, like, very annoyed that she's just like, well, I need you to tell me that I can go. Or that's not exactly how she worded it. But, like, she says that to Sean. Like, she almost is, like, waiting for his permission. Which, again, part of me understands you're in a relationship. Like, it's something you're going to have to talk about. But part of me wanted to just be like, she's like, bye-bye, bitches. Like, see you later. Like, hasta Luisa, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, with that, I think it's – they've – number one, they're a high school couple. They're high school sweethearts uh, going into college. I think that there's just a level of, like, codependency when it comes to young couples like that. And when you're 18 years old, you really do think that your high school boyfriend is going to be your, like, one and only forever Especially if it you've lasted like a full college uh, freshman year, which is yeah. where like most high school relationships break up. But 
Um, that I can, I, I feel like I was believable. I just think like the main issue is that, um, we, we're not getting a lot of feelings on like how Angela or how Angela is feeling about this. Yeah. It, you're right. It like really is like how Sean's dealing with it. And then like, also it's like, I don't know how Corey is dealing I with Sean going through something. Who cares? <laughs> Corey, just sit down for an episode. He doesn't, he doesn't pay attention. Um, but let, let's yeah. get into it, right? Like we, yeah. uh, let's go. I think that we've done enough. Uh, yeah, enough preamble about <laughs> it. Let's <laughs> dive in. Complaining. Because it's not a bad episode. It's, it's just, not. It's no. just, we just again, want more. We just it's, want more. We, well, and we just needed the lens to shift. That's what we said about yes. the, the sexual harassment with Topanga. It was like, I liked what they were trying to do. It was just a, t- a little bit of a shift and it would have been good, you know, better. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start off Angela's Ashes, season seven, episode 21. Um, we're in like the student union area. Everyone is kind of prepping for graduation. Um, and uh, and we find out that like to pink all this is like a very underlying story. It's very quiet of, of a storyline. Topanga is talking about like being a quarter finalist in something and uh again it's it's like they don't really mention it but it's like some kind of summer internship at brown elliott and they do mention i do think again i feel like it's like kind of almost background that they talk about this but sarah they're just like yeah it's gonna be it's a prestigious law firm in new york mm-hmm. that topanga is applying for an internship for yeah it's it's i mean like it is quiet but she's literally screaming about it every chance that she gets just nobody's listening to her uh yeah. especially not being husband. listened to on the show what <laughs> angela yeah. is like the only one listening I feel. yeah exactly so i think i so at this point she has yet to go to an interview but she is a finalist so um but it really is like the uh the the stinger at the end it's like oh like this is the big news and this is mm-hmm. where these kids are going um and then we have uh, Jack and Rachel talking about their end of uh, college plans because we, I mean, they're still trying to figure it out. And Jack comes up, number one, he has a Apple laptop, which I love, but it's not the colorful ones. So I almost have no business wanting to even look at it, but whatever. <laughs> it's the, It looks so heavy. That thing is like 20 pounds. It has to be. Listen, that's how he stays in shape. He's, <laughs> He's just not it all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Also, there's like um like a Fleetwood Mac rumors record behind them in this scene, which is like one of the best albums of all time. Ooh. Yeah. Uh so good. So yeah. Jack has come up with this genius website idea called was it ask jack no um jack um jack yeah uh, oh um, so um stupid. Jack. what the hell is um jack i don't so what is this website even supposed to do it i don't she, think he doesn't have a plan rachel he asks just has like, a what domain is name. what is the, what's the concept and he goes jack like he that's me. that's the whole thing i don't know hmm. he's gonna put picture maybe it's like <gasps> sasha what if it is a very very early early version of only fans that- oh my god listen he has been used for his body this whole season and probably his existence on the show so i could see it because 
why not at this point, right? He's apparently a rich boy that has nothing better to do. So why not? Because listen, Facebook, right, was a rate women or rate girls site <gasps> from the start. Oh, so. I I forgot about that. The little there was little fire signs. Yeah. Little little flames. Yeah, I feel like this makes sense that that's what he would be trying to do, like bankrolled by his super rich stepfather. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when <laughs> Eric comes in in his graduation gown. And he's just like, are you supposed to wear pants with these? Why does he lift up his gown? Like you could ask the question without revealing your boxers to everyone. Why is Eric? <laughs> why, is so, why is eric just i know y'all have talked about it a lot so i'm not get to, i need to just say it for the podcast but we yeah. don't need to discuss it mm-hmm. go ahead when did eric become this dumb we we indicated what exactly the moment was yeah and i absolutely forget but we found it i think um, it was like it was pretty it was earlier than we thought yeah like yeah. it was like season like i want to say four Oh, look, wow. Yeah, look, I have tried so hard in justifying it in armchair experting, you know, the psycho, like the, the, the reason You really why. did like a whole clinical session on why I really, they Yeah, because I'm dumb. like, oh, yeah, this is why he's having like a problem, like he's needing attention and like this is any sort of negative attention is good attention because mm. no, like I, I really, really tried to do it and I, I'm still not convinced that the show is intelligent enough to make it deliberate aside from the fact it's like Wilfred L's funny let's make him a fucking clown and that's it basically and it's just again because on Disney plus right when you pause it it's the original picture of all of them yeah and I think that's what was pissing me off more because I was like well that's the Eric I remember the older brother that I had the crush on and now it's this just like they did Joey and friends right where when we first meet Joey he's this really well-to-do actor that's like kind of you know rich-ish smart like funny but still has his like brain cells and then they just it all goes to hell just I, think like, it, I think it really is just like by the time that shows finished back in the 90s with like seven to ten seasons they ran out of material and so they just made them caricatures of the original characters True. and i feel like Corey is a really good example of that as well because we used to actually love Corey, and like suddenly he turns into this like <laughs> babyish like attention seeking monster yes so i think it just happened i think the thing is is eric is like the very good like uh the representation of of it all but like he's not the only character that was you know bitten by this uh bug of like too much time passing also i they i they are harping on the fact that, oh, Wilfredell gained weight. He's like a big guy now. I am looking at his legs. He looks tremendously amazing. He has really nice. Well, it's because pads. it's not up to Hollywood standards of skinny. Exactly. That's the problem. I think he looks great. I'm looking, I'm looking at thigh, and I have nothing to complain about. Very nice thighs. Very yeah, nice thighs yeah. on Wilfredell, gotta say. I love the meaty thigh. Looks great. Yeah, and, and and it's not even meaty. I feel. Oh no, I just that's what I call men's thigh. Oh, correct. You okay. know, just a yeah. meaty thigh. Yeah. What? So what? He has a like a, one of those short boxers. I think they're like almost boxer briefs, but like they're still like cottony. 
Yeah. A, are we like pro short boxers? I don't understand how you could do anything but a boxer brief. Yeah. Mm. Because the like, long other ones, things yeah. just jiggling around down there if you oh, have boxers. Right. But it's also like very, you have to like stuff like extra fabric in there. What do you mean? Oh. oh, in your pants because of the boxers? Yeah, boxers. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like no, the legs. You think I would yeah, think we yeah. get I mean, we're gr- granted, like they do not make women's clothing to be baggy at all. Imagine. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I yeah, I agree with you. I feel like it would get bunched up in there. Well, maybe. So Angela's dad comes in. We've met him uh, a few times before. The first time we mm-hmm. met him as a college professor and he was an actor that played a totally different character and then <laughs> more recently we've met him before with angela's dad uh as this military man like my favorite moment was when like sean had to was trying to do what was it the rotc he was trying yes. to um get in <laughs> like sean was doing like laps and push-ups <laughs> and i even remember eric was like trying to do it as well and he like got winded after a second and did him a trash can right yeah. yeah he literally ended up in a trash yeah can. i like angela's dad he's the one who yes. got angela and sean back together but he just seems very like grounded um well, and Angela is so- very grounded and that's why we loved her at the beginning she was the only one that made any sense for like three seasons yes I also he's so tall like when Angela yeah. looks at him she's just like looking up at a skyscraper even Sean even Sean is looking all the way up and like it's just like mm-hmm. oh my god well we Wait. talked about this yeah. about how short the cast yes. is on average <laughs> and like Rachel's only like 5'10 so she's not even that tall it's just everyone else is so short just, yeah in comparison everyone's tiny everyone's Sasha sized yeah unfortunately <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and so uh he she asks like oh hey what are you doing here but if i it figured or excuse me it turns out he has been reassigned to europe and she's just like oh man like i thought you were gonna be like requesting to be closer to me and like move closer and he's like yeah i did but i have to like i have to do like upgraded security at the embassy um and so it's gonna be a whole year in europe which like a year in europe honestly sounds fabulous um it's only a year it's only a year i feel as though if it was indefinite then i feel like there would be more hesitation but it's a it's a freaking year and it's like it just feels like a no-brainer the thing is is that it's almost like never a year like how many times Mm -hmm. have you heard in especially in television tropes where it's only supposed to be a year and then like people just never come home then they meet their like british boyfriends and then fall in love and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought you meant for okay because like I was gonna say I didn't know if you meant for like the military because like I don't really know how that I don't have no, a lot of information I on just, that I just feel like every every single person that I know that is supposed to just go off to Europe for a year they always like meet the love of their lives there and now they're raising like really cute like European babies I mean who wouldn't fall in love in Europe they have the best accents like how are you gonna go over there and not fall in love Listen, if anyone watched From Scratch, maybe you don't do that. I've been That's waiting to say. watch From you Scratch know. because I have the book. It's... Oh, have you read the book? No, She's looking yet. for it. Oh, it's well, protect your heart is there all you I'll go. say. Right from here. Scratch. It's within an arm's reach. I have From Scratch. I have yet to read it. Oh, protect your heart. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you don't read it okay a memoir of love sicily and finding home okay don't read it around the holidays because i want to deal with you like really sad right yeah, around the really holidays sad. i love to cry 
Sign you me do up. love to cry, but yeah, yeah, I've never cried for a whole two episodes. Oh. Like that's wild. Okay. Well, oh yeah, yeah, we need this to a, Sarah. We need to ask sign. Sasha yes, her yes. thoughts on the cry reports. <laughs> okay this is news to me i found out about the crime report so okay so there's this girl on tiktok that i follow um just if you want to get the name i would be appreciative i will find it yep so she comes out quarterly she started in march of course of a fiscal quarter quarter and basically (laughs) what she does is she tracks every single time she cries and why and there's different levels of crying so she for the first quarter she cried only 45 times which i feel like is could is relatively low in three Um, months yeah or yeah three months months. i feel like that's really good but like some it ranges like she said the most the most reasons why she cried in the first quarter was because of this is us um, yeah, so she she lists out the top five reasons she's cried, and now she started doing it by intensity as well. Yes. where like a level one cry is just like a single tear, a couple a level of tears, true cry yeah. is like a couple, you know, a little bit of tearing. Level three cry is like inconsolable. Um, so she is Maya Rose two seven nine eight on TikTok. If you want to follow her, yeah. I was dying watching this. This is like the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Listen, I am not like against crying. I feel like it is totally natural and acceptable to like let out your emotions in whatever way you see fit. And she also clocks like if it's a happy tears. I just can't relate to that because I truly don't cry happy tears. Yeah, but same. I just thought this was so funny to me because when I first watched this, I was like forty five cries. That's so many. And Sarah was like that's a lot and I was like it feels like a lot to me yeah I think I cry once a quarter wow I'm with Sasha yeah once you know what it probably for me is more like once a month every time I have PMS but like I don't know that that's really fair to me because like hormones are sloshing around in there okay I'm an aggressive PMSer so I'm just like on a rampage (laughs) are you throwing stuff I'm like you where I get I get angry, but then the angry leads to frustration, which leads to tears. Correct. The frustration yes. tears is what That's happens. me. Yeah. When I'm really angry, I also cry, but then I get pissed that I'm crying. Yes. It makes me more angry. It's a sick cycle. Yeah. I'm see, I'm with you, Sasha. But yeah, so this is the, the quarterly cry reports. Very, very funny on TikTok. Go follow her because it's really, really funny. And she's only posted four times, no, three times this year. And it's literally Ooh. just been her cry reports. It's so good. It's so, so it's so re- I'm really good. looking forward to January, uh, which mm-hmm. is the next time I expect to hear from her. And then I think I'm going to do it as well this coming year. But I would like to see quarterly reports. It's going to be very embarrassing because I feel like I'm going to be like a 70 pluser. You're probably going to be like um number of times I cried just looking out a window when it was raining. Yeah, I like to do that. I like to feel like I'm in a movie. It's wow. Do you cry at commercials, Sarah? Is it no. they're going to be okay. No, because like t- so like uh, Tom Palmer was sending us like videos of like things um that like oh like tv show clips that will make you cry it's like bitch i don't need inspiration my life is depressing enough to make me cry <laughs> oh god <laughs> like, I don't need inspo. or if there was just cry. dramatic af that's I what it is a, i'm like a, a very sad kid but it's okay i'm not a kid anymore i know it's okay it's fine but i like it i don't i don't mind it but who cares like we'll get back to that in next march when the yeah we'll be back with the when, quarterly report when the reports yes. come out um, can't we <laughs> so uh so yeah so this is and he and right he says like you should come to europe with me 
And right at that moment, like as she's like considering it, of course, Sean walks in and he is the first thing he says is, oh, it's the man that put me and Angela back together. Mm. Um, he shakes his hand and it's like, oh, no, <laughs> I do like this little friendship that they have uh, between them. It seems pretty genuine. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important for your significant other to get along with your parents and uh, i really like that sean and uh uh mr general monroe or whatever his Mo name oh, is oh yeah sergeant sergeant, sergeant he's a sergeant Moore. excuse me yeah uh more more sergeant um, Moore. yeah uh i'm i'm very happy that they get along it's cute yeah listen they've been through the rtc together yes Things yeah they ran worse. laps yeah there's just like a level of respect there that I think that like Sergeant Moore is like, you know what, whoever's going to date my daughter has to like respect me. And I think Sean, even though he doesn't seem like the type who would like do well with authority, I think he respects uh, Sergeant Moore after like pushing him so hard and then working so hard to like get Angela to see like, no, you're not going to be like your mom. Like it's okay mm -hmm. to be with Sean. Um, so there is that level of respect with each other um and sean's i love this like sean's like and i mean again angela doesn't need someone to take care of her but i do like that sean's like i've been taking good care of your daughter and he's like i knew you would um and uh and so yeah so then he's like listen you have like stuff to talk about i'm gonna be at my hotel um and i love that sean is the first one to be like we should do dinner together like sarah i thought that was so sweet like that he didn't wait on like her dad to suggest it that he was the yes. one who was like we should do dinner yeah men take notes if you want to be in then you gotta make the effort mm -hmm. um and, and i think also it's like very notable that like he sean is very um well I, I think it took him a second but he notices something's up with angela which is also very nice because mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie i don't think drew does not know that i'm crying 75 times a quarter so <laughs> it's really it's really nice that oh my uh God. that sean is very tapped into angela <laughs> He's obsessed with her. We, I want to make that clear. So well, everything okay. she does, he's there. Is that like a good thing? Like, do you want your significant other to be obsessed with you? Um, do they expect me to be obsessed with them? They don't have to be. Then it's fine. Yeah. I want somebody who's obsessed with me. That's all I want. Yeah. I'm a little self-centered, so I wouldn't. Yeah. It. Yeah. Sean at this age his like Angela can be his number one priority that's totally fine but like he also has school and he also has friends and he also you know what I mean like he has hobbies he has poetry I just think like to for someone to be uh, if you use the word obsessed it feels yeah. like almost like they have nothing else going on and it's like that's a lot of pressure you know to feel like someone is like that is you know all up in your business all the time yeah. Well, what about Corey's obsession with Sean? Because Topanga Ridiculous. is really trying to talk to him about this internship. And instead of engaging, he is like, well, he goes, what's going on? And then she tries to explain about the internship. And he goes, no, 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 not about you. What's going on with Sean and Angela? That's what he cares about. And uh, if from jump, right, everyone around Topanga is so excited for her and what she's about to do. And then there's her own man that mm -hmm. she's like, well, aren't you going to wish me good luck? And he's like, what? And then she's like, can you kiss me? Uh, what? And then he just thinks she's going to go to laundry. Just 
I am it's in useless. hell. Yeah, Can you Corey, imagine? It's totally useless. Yeah, so Topanga has to explain to Corey what the heck is going on um, while Sean and Angela are uh, talking about what's happening and this Europe thing and Sean at first is like taking it pretty well. He's like, "That's it, like go to well, Europe." He did that. That's he thinks good. it's a trip. He thinks it's like a one or two week thing. Yeah, and then she says, "No, it's for a year." And like we just see him say, "Like, oh, well, that's that's the bad thing." And then we don't we don't really get to see them have any more conversation about it. But and this is again to point at, like to nitpick this episode. This is what bothers me that we don't get a scene with Angela and Sean alone discussing it even like even that would be better or even Angela talking to mm. um Topanga about it or Rachel yeah. her roommate right we immediately jump to Corey and Sean where Corey repeatedly just goes no 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 and this is so upsetting Sarah that like Corey this has nothing to do with you zero percent to do well, with you if you ask Corey it has everything to do with him <laughs> uh so he is kind of just making Sean feel worse. I think that if Corey was supportive and being like, it's just a year, you can go visit her. She can come and visit you. It's not going to be a big deal. Um, I think that maybe Sean would feel better about all of this. But of course, it's Corey who is just harping on how horrible this is and your relationship is going to die and there's going to be some guy named Enrique who's going to be all over her and he's really just like really making it worse and worse for Sean and none of this is surprising because once again Corey has a relationship where they have been together all of their adult lives or young adult lives and i like i'm even thinking of like even when she went off to panga went off to pittsburgh like she was gone for like three days and she came back and yeah. that's what he's used to and that's their love story and he just takes their love story and projects it onto sean and angela exactly. and he has been the entire time that they've been together save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, and I think that's my issue, right, with that whole conversation because Corey's like, no, she should never leave you. You yeah. should, you know, basically you should stunt her uh, growth. You should constantly mm -hmm. be a cloud hovering over her and you should just envelop her in your being and that yeah. and she should yeah. be submissive to your, you know, boy in boy meets world right yeah. so <laughs> that's what Corey's giving big that energy yeah. and i don't understand why like to me it's so embarrassing because imagine turning down yale for a boy yes that's the thing that drives me bonkers about Corey. is like i wish he would just gauge where sean is on all of this first right yeah and so if sean is like 
oh, she's like, I feel I'm like, I don't want her to leave, blah, 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 blah. I think you have to come in with and support wherever those feelings are, whether they're, I, I need to let her go or I don't want her to go. I think you just need to like even that person out. And what Corey does is the exact opposite of evening anybody out. He amps them up in a way that yeah. is like very unhealthy and like the the only the one the one positive thing I will say about Corey in this scene is that Shauna says I'm gonna tell her I'm not I'm not letting this one go I'm gonna tell her to stay and Corey's like no you can't do that which this is true he should not do that he should not say you need to stay okay but but then say the rest of the sentence no Jess, yeah but then he gets because back it quickly goes downhill yeah and he says uh, you can't make this decision for her that would be like me telling Topanga she can't go to Yale. Um, it's a decision she has to make on her own. And Corey's like, well, you said she loves you. Then there's no risk. Take it from experience. Women, uh, I can't, I can't with this line. Women have to go through a process mm. with a, with a woman. It's all about the process and shoes. Why? Mm. How are you married? How did you get married, Corey? I mean, what is up with Topanga, right? At this point, I'm like, sis, you good? <laughs> She's this not. this is who you lay with. She's not. Okay, this is what happened. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. But these kids did not want to have premarital sex for whatever fucking reason. Yeah. So they rushed into getting married. And then there, she became wife first and Topanga second yes. and it wasn't until she's doing this for herself getting this internship where she was like I need to do shit for me because this entire season she's been like wife wife and just taking whatever Corey says yeah. and yeah you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be like yeah Topanga like you really did give up Yale for Corey and that's a decision that you have to 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 stay with but it's it, and it wasn't even like Corey's like saying is like oh it's like some big love gesture in my opinion it was just like she was afraid to take that risk yes 100%. and she was afraid to lose him and it is a dish like it, I'm not knocking her decision, but it wasn't a grand love gesture. I think it was a decision made out of fear. Yeah, and fear of what Corey would do and how yeah. he would just crumble. <laughs> like yeah. the house of cards his brain is built on. Yeah. 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 It wasn't, I don't know. Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking like what happens if she went to Yale? And then she did miss him and it wasn't what she wanted it to be. And she decided that like, you know, as much as she appreciates being at Yale, like she would rather be with Corey. I don't know. Like, would that have told a better story? Like at least have her have the opportunity. Um, not, nonetheless, it's just Corey's just going off. Like Corey does one, one other thing about this scene, Jess, like you and I've had a conversation recently about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I literally <laughs> was going to bring that up. It's yeah. so funny that you said okay. that. So I just want to be very, very firm in telling you that Sean puts the jelly first. He does. I saw. And then goes into the peanut butter as yeah. you should. Unlike Listen, I'm not saying that the way I'm doing it is like the way everyone should do it. I'm a monster and I just, oh, I think Jess is correct. No, but how? Why? Oh. 
What yeah, I think peanut butter first. Why? Yeah. How? Because it's easier to wipe off the fork. Yeah, no, it's harder to wipe off than jelly is. No, I just feel like peanut butter is a better base than jelly is. Like it's, I can't imagine putting peanut butter on something so slippery and <laughs> sloshing everywhere. <laughs> Well, like, don't you put one on one side and one on the other? I do. I'm not a jelly fan in general. Like, I'm a peanut butter Nutella person, so maybe I shouldn't talk. Oh, oh, yeah. Peanut butter plus Nutella in the sandwich? Yeah, like a half, like a toast. Yeah. That makes sense. I could see that being delicious. So a Reese's, you know, basically. Yeah, that's basically. With a little bit of hazelnut. (laughs) But... I, yeah, I'm just not a jam fan, basically. But I do believe jam goes on top of peanut butter because peanut butter can be a little dry. Mm. So jam helps her. Okay. Yeah. All right. I hear you. Um, He does either have strawberry or raspberry, which I mm-hmm. think that is good because if you are dealing with the grape jelly, you are a child. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Especially a child of the 90s. Like nobody's going for the Concord grape these days. <laughs> I like to get the bougie jellies now that I'm an adult and can spend yeah. my money as I please. Well, yeah, the marmalades. I love a bougie. I love to go to like a Home Goods and find a random bougie jelly and be like, "You're coming home with me." Mm. Um, but yeah, so they're having this whole again. Um, like it's ugh, I can't. Uh, Corey's like, "Well, listen, it's all about the process." Um, and Sean says, "Oh, so if I let her go through the process, she'll end up deciding to stay all by herself." And Corey's just like, exactly. And she's going to love you even more. She'll never go anywhere. And it's like, Corey, it really annoys me. Corey has dated a single person like his entire life. And he just assumes that like everybody else's relationship is exactly like his, which again, not true. Um, it's a fluke. (laughs) You're very lucky that Topanga didn't go to Yale and leave your dumb butt. Um, But yeah, so like, again, the fact that Sean is so quick to always listen to Corey's advice is just bad on Sean. Totally. I I gotta be honest with you. Like, I mean, part of the reason why Corey's so insufferable is that like nothing bad has ever happened to Corey ever, pretty much. Like, he's never experienced loss. He like broke up with Topanga for like half a minute. Um, I think if Topanga went to Yale, like give this boy some hardship. I agree. I think it makes for a better story, even if it's temporary, Sasha, even if she goes and comes back, at least it's something he had to go through. Exactly. And don't we want our main character to have some kind of like a hero's journey? Yeah. Isn't that the most, again, the most basic uh, of character storytelling? Arc. Yeah. yeah, storytelling. Thank you. Because I was just like, I can't get over that this badass Topanga just like stayed for him. And it's just yeah. letting him walk all over her kind of right. The episode in this season where he's basically his ego is bruised because Topanga is just like better than him yes. and everything. So it's just the all of it. It's just Corey's pissing me off. And I, I agree with y'all that I loved Corey. But the dimension is gone from him. And he's yeah. just kind of whiny. I think a lot of shows just, like, were too nervous to make big choices or, like, drastic choices. Like, spending, like having Topanga gone for a few episodes to beat Yale. Like, I just don't think they were looking to make, like, exciting decisions. Um, so we're back at the student union. And Jack finds out... <laughs> 
um he's like he's like looking at his phone and it's getting i don't know it's looking a little sketchy um he has a serious crisis and he finds out he is poor sarah one episode to the end of the season and jack is now poor (laughs) talking about hardships right Mm -hmm. um yeah so essentially his dad doesn't want to back his genius Amjack.com. Uh, amjack.com and has cut him out unless he becomes a investment banker mm-hmm. uh, like his stepfather himself. And Jack decides that he will not become an investment banker and he is cut out from his riches and he is now in a depression. Boohoo. We're all poor. <laughs> Poor little rich boy, right? <laughs> like that's what it's giving. Yeah. It's not like his. It's not like he lost like his trust or anything. All, I mean, like it's he still has money, but he's just being the drama. He's being a brat because he's he not is. getting what he wants. He did not get the money needed to buy the domain Amjack.com. <laughs> he's really upset. And guess what? There's no coupons for um uh whatever domain names domain names.com it's it's funny to me too that rachel has like no time for this he's like i don't i want to be rich and she's like okay we're for your dad he's like but i want to start my own business and she's like okay then start your own business like she's like i'll have time for your privilege sir like i have my future to figure out maybe i'm going to the peace corps like she's trying to figure out everything meanwhile in the freaking background eric's calling jack's stepdad trying to be his son it's just like she's <laughs> Louise. Oh my god. Um, Eric will become whatever stepdaddy needs. Okay. Truly. Yeah. Truly. Um, so Topanga comes in and uh and Corey thinks that they're fighting. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I thought we had a fight. And Topanga, I will say, Sarah, we've been like really rough on Topanga's like clothing this season. Like she's just it's like it's not it. It's not it. Um, I will say I kind of did like the like burgundy wine colored like pants skirt situation she had on for this interview. Um, is she wearing a skirt or pants? I can't can't tell based on that. That makes a big, a big difference. What do you prefer pants or skirt? If it's pants, then we're, we're very much in on this. If it's skirt, not so much. But also the blouse is very unfortunate. No, but I like the color of the, I think she's not, it's not as cutesy as some of the other stuff was. It's not as, they're dressing her very um, old and matronly. And I think that this has uh, very much potential. Her hair looks good. Does. This outfit does give me big vibes of I'm in college and I'm interviewing for some things. So I dress, I'm dressing like I'm 40, which like we all did. In yeah, the 90s. I was like the business casual was mess when uh-huh. I was dressing up in the 2000s. So I understand. Yeah. But we, I mean, we've established that, right? The way they just did the women on this show is horrible. And I think compared to uh, like Angela, like she looked really nice. I think her outfits yeah. look really good. So I don't know why. Topanga's outfit. I'll tell you what. To outfit like freaking this. Trina McGee probably had to bring her own wardrobe, and that's probably why she <laughs> looks so good. Well, that's You're also why Trina wrong. McGee's hair always looks so cute because she did it herself. That's correct. That is actually yeah correct. Um, but I love this because again, yet again, Topanga's trying to talk to Corey about her like interview with Brown Elliot. And he's just like, oh, how'd it go? And she's just like, oh, they all applauded for me. But it's really hard to read. And they've narrowed it down to 100 candidates. He doesn't even pay attention. He's too busy, too focused on Sean. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and this he is runs a very over intense interview process. I've never had to compete against like 500 people for a job like this, and I would be very nervous. Sounds very stressful. I mean, she's about to become a lawyer, so it, I guess you gotta jump in because yeah. every lawyer show we've watched <laughs> literally tells you that it's truly the worst job. Have you yes. ever watched Ally McBeal? Oh, a little bit. Not enough to, like, discuss, but, yes. but, like, I know the show. Jess, we should check out Ally McBeal one day because that was a lawyer show, but also there was, like, dancing CGI babies. Oh, right. I'm so. sorry. <laughs> Yes, I. Are you okay? No, I did. I did not have like a blip of like dementia or anything like that. Was that that happened a lot? Oh, it was like remember like in the early two thousands there was always or like nineties there was like that like dancing baby. Yes, that was like from Allie McBeal, and she always she always used to see dancing babies, but it was like a lawyer show that was like kind of serious at sometimes and like. Robert Downey Jr. was um, star like was like a big deal in that show, and they fired him because of like his addiction issues, and it was like the oh. biggest tragedy ever because Ally McBeal and his character was like a match made in heaven. Like everybody like really heavily loved that couple, and then like he had to leave, and it was like Ally McBeal was like always a mess. She was kind of like Carrie from Sex and the City, where she was like always messing up relationships, but. Her and Robert Downey Jr. were like the perfect couple. And then he had to go and everyone was so depressed. And then he didn't pay and Tierra showed up and she was like, I'm your daughter. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's what happened on Allie McBeal. Wow. And that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> um, so, Sean and Corey, like, again, Corey's giving shitty advice. He's like, okay, and this is what you're going to do. And she's going to stay and you're going to tell, tell her you love her and you're going to be together forever and everything's going to be great. So Sean goes outside to talk to Angela um, and uh, and she's just like, you know, I'm like going crazy about this. Thank you so much for letting me work it out. And he's just like, you know what? You have your process. And she's just like, I went back and forth so many times. You mean the world to me. And he says, you mean everything to me. And she's like, I could never leave you. Uh, and he goes, I can never leave you. And then she, as she's hugging him, she's just like, unless you said I could go. And he is like shocked. He's like, what? And Angela says, when will I ever get this chance to be with my father? And like, Sean is just like nodding. Like, what do you even say to that? You know, like, I think, I think the thing is, is like Sean was too wrapped up in like what it would mean for Angela to leave Mm -hmm. and didn't, I mean, he lost his father. Like he knows better than most what it would mean to like have more time with your dad. And like, Again, if we're going to focus on Sean, which we shouldn't be, we should be focusing on Angela. But if we're going to be focusing on Sean, I wish they would have had him have that like revelation sooner. He just gets like, Sasha, he gets caught up in like the Corey tornado. Okay. Yeah, because I do believe that Sean meant better than what he comes off as because of Corey. But I do think that he was like, well, that's what she wants. So I will let her take the lead and kind of, you know, be there for her. And because I love her and do whatever she wants, you know, like kind of I'll wait a year if I have to kind of moment. I also can see Sean just buying a ticket to Europe and getting a job there. So again, but 
Corey has to come in and make everything worse. So I, I feel like that was a nice mature conversation. Mm -hmm. And then it should have now moved, like we said, the lens to Angela, where now Angela gets to kind of shine, look back at her time on the, the few seasons and, you know, just just go from there. But absolutely mm -hmm. not. No. Yeah. So, Sarah, we go to uh, like Corey's according to Pinga's apartment and we find out two days have passed. Um, and he's like, I have been spending like all my time with Angela. And I, I love this, Sarah, that like Sean made the move to instead of like immediately going to Corey and being like, this didn't work. She's leaving and like flipping out. He was like, you know what? I'm going to soak up like every last second I can with yeah. her. Yeah. And I think that that's because Sean is a sensitive soul. And I think that that was um, that was really good of him. So he eventually has this discussion with Corey and Corey's like in disbelief and he's really, really upset and mad for Sean. And, you know, Sean kind of like explains the situation. And mm -hmm. of course, like Corey's like, she's testing you. She wants you to show how much she loves her. She wants you to fight for her. Like you should like propose to her or something like that. And then, like, once again, like, that little, like, bug gets in his ear and he's like, oh, like, I should test her, like, or this is a test and, like, I should prove to her how much I love her. And it's just, once again, like, Corey just giving really awful trash advice. He says, Topanga is always testing me. Um, and <laughs> by test, I always pass. Uh, and she yeah. calls uh, Topanga the old lady. It's so stupid. He's like, listen, you weren't paying attention when like the joke is on Corey because he hasn't been paying attention all freaking episode to Tanga. Exactly. Yeah, and so she's going off. She's in a skirt suit. She's oh, in her little black skirt suit. I do like this one. Yeah, it's a little pins. I don't really like pinstripes, but that's okay. I like the red. Um, and so she has she's off to her final rounds of interviews. Um, and she literally says, I have the final round of interviews in New York. And then she says, I'll be back before Angela leaves. But literally the only thing Corey hears is, no, 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 Angela's not leaving. Angela is not leaving. Like, Corey just doesn't do well with change in general. I oh, think part no. of it is that. Part of it is, like, he feels the need to micromanage everyone's relationships around him. Yeah. Especially with Sean. But I also think part of it is he just, like, hates change. And so he's just like, mm -mm 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 -mm. no. Like, you failed. You don't know what's going on. And he's like, where's Topanga going? And he says, I don't know, the laundromat? Your wife is going out of town and you don't even know about it, sir? You're not paying attention. What's going on, Sasha? I cannot. Just exactly. And I know I skipped to this before, but because it's just I can't get over it. I really just can't. The, she's going, you know, she's one of 500 people up for a very prestigious interview. And yes. all you have to contribute to your partner, to your wife, to the, you know, person you love, your alleged best friend, blah, 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 is, oh, she must be going to a laundromat. In a full suit, in a briefcase. Um, no, but I doubt he notices her. Of course not. Of course not. Yeah. And it, it, it's really, it, it's like supposed to be funny, but it's like really, it's like really sad because like Topanga doesn't even seem like mad at Corey that That's she's not exactly. paying attention. She's just like, all right, bye, honey. See you later. And yeah. It's like, girly, like, aren't you upset that 
he's not encouraging you he's not supporting you uh he's i feel like it- she's just used to this behavior at this point where yeah. it's like oh you're gonna pay all the attention to sean okay great see you later like, why are mm-hmm. we settling for less than what she deserves mm-hmm. and Corey tries to spin this as like oh you didn't even ask her to stay like you didn't ask her to stay you obviously didn't fight for her and that's why she's leaving not because i don't know she maybe wants to go spend time with her dad in fucking europe no it's because you didn't fight for her instead sean was a i don't know supportive boyfriend who supports his girlfriend's decisions it's like so annoying how actually decent sean would be in relationships if he stuck to his instincts instead of listening to Corey. like (laughs) It's messy. And he's like so sad. Like, cause like Corey's like reprimanding Sean. Mm-hmm. And once again, Sean is yeah. a very sensitive soul. And he's like, uh, okay, like I'm fucking up. Like, yeah, like I'm losing the love of my life. Like I'm doing something wrong. And he looks so sad when Corey's yelling at him. When in actuality, he Sean is on his own doing really well and taking it as best as he could. Yeah. And so Sean like barges into Angela and Rachel's dorm, which somehow the door Ooh, moved on. One more thing. And Corey says it's you versus your dad or her oh, dad. Her dad. And yeah, that, is, that is the worst thing because guess what? If you, if you, because once again, we were like very much encouraging the fact that he has a great relationship with Sergeant Moore. If you pit yourself against your um, significant other's parent, like nine out of 10 times, you're going to lose. That's what it and is. Not like, only just a parent, right? It, yes. That's what I think drives me crazy is that this is her only parent. They both have mommy issues and yeah. being abandoned. So this, you know, parent has stuck around for Angela, has really, you know, had a great relationship with her. And this is all Angela has. So the older you get, I feel like the more closer some, a, not making assumptions, but like a lot of us maybe feel like the older we get, the more closer we want to be with our parents. So I understand Angela being like, no, this is like my only parent. My mom left me yeah. and I have so much trauma from that. So I don't necessarily want this parent to go. Sean of all people knows that feeling. And he has nothing holding him back. Why can't Sean just go to Europe? Truly, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. And so he he lets Corey like get in his head and brainwash him. Yep. And so he barges into the dorm where Sergeant Moore is like taping up some boxes. Angela's not there. She went to go get more boxes. And Sean says, she's not leaving. I'm going to ask her to stay. And she will because she wants to be with me. And uh, Sergeant Moore is like, no, she's like coming with me. And he's like, I thought you were my friend. And it's like, oh, my God. He's like, what kind of friend? But it's so stupid. What kind of friend puts us together and then rips us apart because he wants her to go to Europe? And he's just like, that wasn't my intention. I want what's best for Angela. And Sean says, I'm what's best for Angela. I am here for her every single day of her life. Can you say that? And he says, no, I can't. It's like, and he stands up, too. It's like, whoa. (laughs) very tall man um and sean says i can and i know what that's worth because no one who ever who uh ever loved me was not my mom and not my dad and like i think that sergeant Moore like understands where he's just like i'm really sorry that like i think he gets it sarah i think he sees Mm -hmm. that this is the this is a person not wanting to let go of like his person that he has like Angela is his family he doesn't have other family and I think he understands like it's just Sean not wanting to let her go 
And I really, I really like like how Sergeant Moore handles this. I feel like yeah. it's very respectful. He doesn't get loud. He doesn't just berate Sean. He's like trying to understand where he's coming from. Well, I think that he has the ability to realize that at the end of the day it is Angela's decision. He didn't say like, Angela, you're coming with me or not. He's like, I would love for you to come. And he said that to Angela. And I think like if Angela decided that he, she wanted to stay at Pembroke university with Sean and his friends, I do think that Sergeant Moore would be supportive of that. And I think like also he wants to root for his daughter to find love and if if she founds love and chooses sean like of course he's going to be happy about that so i think that he has the ability to put his daughter first and i think like that's really beautiful in a parent daughter relationship um and it's selfless uh and i wish that he would rub off on Corey matthews mm-hmm because this everything Sean said right I was like oh this is like Corey's line that they were like okay we're gonna cross out and now give it to Sean because I've just never heard Sean be this ridiculous and this unreasonable right because maybe because his the counterpart is Corey Mm -hmm. so he always comes off as better or whatever but it's so unfortunate that Sean is not able to kind of navigate all of this. And yeah. Sergeant Moore has to be, I think, two people's parent here instead of like maybe just Angela's. And I appreciate, I agree with y'all that, you know, that he takes a step back and he's like, okay, maybe these quote unquote adults, like, you know, they're 21. I still feel that it's young and that you shouldn't, you know, get married at 21. My God. Um, but it's also weird that sean is like trying to buck up to this man like it's just that's not it like yeah he's he's like it's so weird that he's like threatening angela's dad with proposing to her like it's like such a weird choice where he's like well what if i propose to her how would you like me now and they like start like laughing in the awkward like uncomfortableness of everything and sergeant moore even says like you know what if you decided that you wanted to get married and that you think you could take each care of each other for the rest of your lives then i'll step aside and i'll let you be the most important man in her life Mm -hmm. um and sean says you know what i guess we're just two guys who love the same girl and want what's best for her um and sergeant moore is just he knows and he's just like well one of us better figure out what that is (laughs) and angela comes back in with a single box i might add (laughs) yeah don't get more boxes she got a single box yeah she's (laughs) She, she probably just like went down to the trash room and was only able to obtain one box. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get you very far. So Sean is fully prepared to propose to Angela in this moment. And Angela kind of does this little thing, this little s- speech or she shares to Sean like how much she appreciates that he's not pushing her, mm-hmm. how much like she loves that he's letting her be independent and go off and how um she really appreciates the fact that like she's choosing to be with her father and like she appreciates that he acknowledges like what that could be like Mm -hmm. and like this kind of just switches the perspective for him 
And Sasha, it's so interesting too, because she literally yeah. says like, you're the only person who knows how important it is for me and my dad to spend time together. Yep. And like, as she's saying this, she's like physically backing away from him towards her dad. And like, I think this is when it clicks with Sean finally. And again, it seems a little strange to me that it, I, I, I'm just going to say it was like the, the tornado of like the Corey tornado, like getting into his mind. But like, this seems to be the moment where he realizes like, oh yeah, shit. Like she does have a limited amount of time with her dad. I shouldn't be so selfish. Yeah. And I appreciate that finally, you know, Angela is the one that was like, thank you for letting me be selfish mm -hmm. because Again, what we're used to watching mm -hmm. in these moments isn't that, right? Like, I feel like we're used yeah. to watching, oh, you talked about it and you said it first. So I'll just go along. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did like this, though. And so finally he, like, you know, we realized, okay, he's not he's not going to propose. Um, and that's where they end that conversation. And, and, then and I like that because, like, it's just, like, not everything has to be, like, some big romantic gesture. Like, it would feel so weird and inappropriate mm -hmm. and, like, bad timing. And once again, doing actions based out of fear, like proposing at your high school graduation because it's either I go to Yale or we could break up or I propose to you and then we get married and we're together. Mm -hmm. um, cough, cough, hint, hint. Yeah, so, like, everybody, like, is saying goodbye to Angela and the student union, especially Rachel, because they're roomies. Um, Jack is just being super selfish and talking about how he's poor. Eric hugs Angela, and he's just like, let it out, let it out. And he's just like, things are going to – he starts, like, singing to her. And it's just like, Eric, you two wearing clothes. Like, stop it. What are you – leaving the poor girl alone. She does not want your hugs. <laughs> <laughs> i also do you like his uh giant pile of headshots yeah. oh right oh my god <laughs> which i was like who what eric is that you know what season this I is from the episode where they eric um that weird episode called eric hollywood where eric goes to hollywood and they oh, it's a few seasons ago got it, got uh, it, got what it, was it. it that was season five or something I think it was five yeah and basically everyone's like an alternate version of themselves and oh got it got yeah, it. yeah eric yeah, goes to hollywood one. with feeny it's yeah. just so funny because in certain moments eric is such a like ladies man he has like women and then sometimes he's just like a creep and can't even like be 10 feet from a woman yeah, yeah just pick a lane he like it's like here are 500 of them my phone number's on them so hand them out but don't they're only 500 so don't hand them out to any hairy chicks which is like again this is the in the 90s people loved to talk about like oh ew women in europe have hairy armpits it's like okay we've evolved thank you right it reminds me of the first season where topanga is like very granola and oh, Corey yeah. makes this oh, joke yeah. where he's like are you gonna be one of those chicks that like don't shave their armpits and topanga like very non-judgmentally takes the the question very seriously she goes oh i haven't decided yet and she says it like so like non-judge like yeah maybe like i haven't thought about it yet maybe I what happened to her? Yeah. What happened to that? Tip? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, she cut her hair and she lost it. 
she go she said hello goodbye i'm going to the mall see you later <laughs> remember that hello goodbye i'm so at the mall i'm so at the mall yeah that's uh, and that's what changed and there was this one time where her daddy took her shopping to the mall or something like that and that's when she changed she went to shopping to new york with her dad and that's when we lost topanga oof yeah, but she explains it once again in Girl Meets World. There's this episode where I don't know, like Riley or somebody like goes up to Panga and it's just like, what happened to you? Like, why are you not this person anymore? And Topanga is like, well, she's still in me, but like people have to grow up. No, Topanga, they don't have to change that much, you know? Yeah, um, and especially maybe if you're with someone that is will never grow up. So maybe that's mm-hmm. why you have to grow that's up. That's why you have to grow up. That's um, a great point. So Angela is about to leave and she's like, Corey, is, is Topanga going to make it? And he's like, yeah, she'll be here. She's been busy doing something. I don't know what. It's, so, it's ridiculous. But Angela thanks Corey. Again, if she only knew, um, she's just like, thank you for being my friend, for believing in me and Sean as much as you believe in you and Topanga. Um, and she, uh, and so she hugs them and she's like, I owe you. And it's again, like if only she knew, I think she's right about the, the one part about like believing in her and Sean, mm-hmm. like that is yeah. true. That's very That's much true. true. He's always been very pro Angela and Sean, Yeah, but like, I don't think he has the right tactics for all of it. Um, but Topanga makes it in time and they hug. And I did, I did really like this part, Sarah. I wish we got more moments of just the two of them, like having a girl's yeah. night before she left or something. But yeah, that was very sweet. I think once I really needed more one-on-one time with Angela and whomever, Same. I think that like, I would have liked to see what her and Sean did the two days that they were alone, like being loving and whatever. But it's it their friendship was sweet not as it's almost like i we got more of like rachel and angela's friendship in, especially in this season more so than topanga yeah. and um and angela but nonetheless and then we have her go over and give sean a hug and they kind of they're like they're sweet they're like you know i love you it's sad like i think that there's it's so sad when relationships just don't work out because love isn't enough. Like there's a, Oh my gosh. There's this like old Lana Del Rey song where it's like the the line is sometimes love is not enough and the road gets tough. I don't know why. And it's just like, sometimes love is just not enough Mm -hmm. and the road does get tough. And I don't know why. He was her seventy sixth cry. Yeah, I kind of want to cry. I, yeah, so like that was uh, that song, uh, that album is "Born to Die," and I yeah. listened to that like on repeat when uh, my uh, then ex boyfriend, now fiance, and I broke up in senior year of college. I just listened to that album over and over again. Oh Brings back the best of memories. I, I also would have sorry. Jeff, no, go ahead. I go also would have liked. Uh, t- for Angela and Sean to talk about their future this way yeah. we would know that oh they talked about it on the show and the show felt like they needed to include it which means that they'll be fine right instead of uh just like okay shrugs it's it's just very much left as like a well I guess we're long distance now like yeah. they don't talk a ton about it um I totally agree with that it's again it's I wish there were more 
moments with just Angela one-on-one with literally any of the, mm-hmm. the characters. Um, but I, I do love that. Like Sergeant Moore says, thank you for giving me and my daughter this chance. And he does say like, I know how important it is. Um, and yeah, it's just like, she like, like leaves and like looks out the window and it's, it's very sad. Like Sean looks devastated and Corey tries to console him by saying like, listen, don't spin out of control. Okay. And this is when Topanga chooses to tell Corey that she got the Brown Elliot internship. Corey has no idea what she's even talking about because he hasn't been paying attention to her for fucking weeks. And she's like, yeah, they offered me a scholarship at NYU Law School. Once I graduate and pass the bar, I get to work for their firm. And like, okay, Sasha, the literally only appropriate reaction is, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. Like, amazing. You're so good. You're so talented. This is going to be wonderful for our future together and yeah of course that's not what we get from Corey. and like she's going to be a lawyer in new york right where every 90s sitcom tells us that's like the most amazing job you can get so what the f are you doing with this dude that literally his reaction is no the old lady the ball and chain is taking me away it's just i can't help but roll my eyes at how unfortunate that whole situation is yeah because she says Corey, we have to move to new york and he's like what why why did no one tell me why did no one tell me about this someone's gotta tell me and he just like he just like flips out and again it's like okay, you're graduating. Like, this is good news that your wife has like a prospect. Like you all have talked about wanting to buy a house. Like she's going to be, she's not. So I just want to clarify they're They're only freshmen like they're, or maybe they're sophomores. They're not graduating. Like, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. This is an internship. This is Eric's graduation. This is an internship in the summer. Now, well, that's we, even less of a big deal. <laughs> I know, but we know that, uh, oh, spoilers for Boy's World, but like we know that like they do wind up in New York, and I don't know if like she goes to the internship and they eventually hire her as something. Um, but you know, they, they, it's as of now, it's just a summer thing. And I'm gonna say something shocking if Corey wants to stay in Philadelphia let him stay in philadelphia for the summer like what's the big deal let topanga do her own thing this is even less of a big deal this is so stupid i know yeah it's it's freaking dumb it's freaking dumb uh because it's specifically an internship and now can't eric study abroad like if they're sophomores i completely forgot they were sophomores yeah sean could study abroad sean Yeah. yeah Yeah, he, or he can go to Europe for the summer and he can get like a waiter job or teach little Italian yeah. kids English. A That's year is, is nothing, truly. Especially when you're in nothing. college. Yes. My bet, I mean, one of like my best friend did long distance for four years from a man with in London <laughs> and she was in Oklahoma and then they, they, like, he moved here finally and they got married. It is what it is. So it's possible. Yeah. It's so stupid. And again, this we get it to be continued and we're going to be at the finale, which is a two part finale. Um, But again, like, I don't know, Sasha, maybe this is just me, but I'm like, we've literally just we were saying goodbye to Angela. And then it just completely gets overshadowed by this outburst from Corey. 
oh, yeah, it just yeah. bothers me so much that yeah. he this is his reaction and this is like you know supposed to be a couple that we're looking up to that we're like oh this is like a great yeah. cu- pair that you but should I be did. And yeah. I don't know about you, Sasha, but like I really did. I remember when I was a kid, I really did look up to this couple. Same. I really stated that I thought that they were like the greatest couple um, of all time. Like I thought that this was what it was. And I think it's because as a kid growing up in the 90s, we it was very much the Disney like we want a prince mm-hmm. to take care of us and save us from whatever vibes and that's what Corey is like he really is like grand sweeping romantic gestures are not so romantic but maybe in he thinks we were they kids, are he thinks they are and like believing like if you just love enough then you can conquer anything and that's why I think like their relationship I idolized as a kid because it's like Topanga was the damsel in distress who wasn't really a damsel in distress and Corey was her savior and if he just loves hard enough then they can make they can face the world together and Mm. when I was a kid I was like yeah that's all I need is like somebody to like love me um until the end of earth and now I'm watching it as an adult and it's like I need someone so much more. I need somebody that I can grow with. I need somebody who hypes me up. I need somebody that supports me and loves me, but ultimately wants me to be my own person. And it's just like, that's not what this relationship is. And that might be the saddest thing about rewatching Boy Meets World as a 33-year-old woman. No, I think you're right. I think it's, here's the thing. Like, and we're going to get more into this, I'm sure, in our like series wrap up and everything. But like, the show is still wonderful. Like we we are like nitpicking and everything. The show is amazing and taught us like a lot of lessons. And it was like revolutionary. And I think the thing to remember is like it was revolutionary like for its time. Yeah. Like now we have higher expectations as we should about seeing representation on our television, seeing stories told by and for women and not just white cis men right and so it's a very different time than it was but it it does feel a little shitty that like on Angela's send-off episode it's not even about Angela Mm -hmm. and we could say that about so much about Angela's storylines that like literally none of them are actually about Angela um and that's what kind of if you if you ignore all the Corey stuff, then it's kind of a sweet story. Like Sean ultimately <laughs> yeah. decided that he can relate to what Angela's going through. He would rather, if he got the chance to spend time with her, his dad before his dad left him or even his mom to some extent, then he would take that opportunity tenfold. And ultimately like he sacrificed like his wants um for Angela and I think that that is sweet and Angela decided that she is going to not you know follow Topanga's lead and she's going to go off and do something for her and I think that if you if you sift through the mud there's something there there's something there and Angela is someone to like look up to you know and that Angela and Sean's relationship I actually truly enjoy besides some weird moments but for the most part I truly think that they're a smart mature Mm -hmm. relationship 
yeah. with common interests and they Correct. grew together. Correct. I I know for a yep. fact that Sean turned into a different person with more mature interests and hobbies and you know whatnot yeah. because of Angela. I think that I think that maybe that is the most like interesting thing, Sasha, is that like as an adult. I really value and appreciate the Sean and Angela relationship. While when I was a kid, I appreciated and loved the Topanga and Corey relationship. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's like the, the show of maturity is like, Oh wow. Like actually that's the relationship that I want to idolize. Yeah. I think especially too, when they first start dating and they realize, Oh, we're not Corey and Topanga. Like we're our own thing. And we need to like figure out what that means and what that looks like for our relationship. Um, I really, really appreciated those like early stages of their relationship, but you know what? It's like, at least we leave the show, at least we leave Angela off on like a very hopeful note of like, she's going to spend time in with her dad in Europe. Like she doesn't get a crappy ending. Like, yeah, her, her, the end of her story isn't all focused on her, but at the very least they didn't like shaft her with a terrible ending. Um, it could have definitely been worse. So I do just want to like, oh, to Angela, like we loved her. We, she got my like MVP point one season and she only was in a few episodes. It was just, she was such a standout for me. Um, I, I loved her on the show. Shout out to Trina McGee. Like, I think she played the part perfectly. Um, very impactful culturally again like yeah. i said before like an interracial couple on television was a, on a children's show nonetheless like a very big deal um and i really did love angela i'm really sad that she's not in the final episode but at the very least we get we get to kind of stop down and appreciate her as a character on her own and even if the show isn't going to like give her that give her her due we can on the podcast yeah. so at least we get 100%. that yeah i'm just like always very um like you know the Trina McGee like came in she was already a mother when she came in she was in her 20s started working with a bunch of 16 year olds her first season that she was a cast member and she was pregnant with a with the child like she went in there like everybody else was going out to dinners and partying after like she had a family that she had to take care of yeah and it's like that's what her focus was was to be a mother and support her family and you know sometimes she got the shit of the end of the stick but you know ultimately like she became a beloved character that added very like much needed maturity and stability into mm-hmm. this show with a bunch of freaking like morons <laughs> and Mm-hmm. And she like was like she really did make a difference. Like I think that, um, and and that we can appreciate. And I hope that she's still getting that uh, that Boy Meets World syndication money. Yeah, hell yeah, extent. getting those like in that yeah. money, honey. I mean, enough to be gallivanting in Hawaii yes. a few years ago. <laughs> Oof, <laughs> love it. <laughs> um, but that's that's our episode, Angela's Ashes. Sasha, thank you so much for coming on with us. Not just this time, but every time you're such a big support for us. And I know we're making, we're making our final rounds here (laughs) with the show, but of course we're not going to be strangers. You're going to come back on for bonus content. Period. All of that. Um, Listen, maybe anything- we're watching Allie McBeal together. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm like, a, a, you know what? We haven't talked about it, Jess, but I might be like very high on the Allie McBeal rewatch. Yeah. Or Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Was yes. that the 90s? That, 
Yes. Yeah. So um, actually, like our friends, uh, Boy Meets World Fever are talking about doing a Sabrina rewatch. So we can just piggyback off of them. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hey, guys, actually, this is going to be our new rewatch, too. Um, But yeah, Sasha, like, what are you up to? You're such a busy lady. Oh my God. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun listening to all of this and to not finally coming on. Just wow. And what an episode to really get to dive into this wild, wild world with y'all. And as for me, I am doing a weekly pop culture podcast over and Rob has a podcast called Mess Magnets where we cover celebrity gossip, celebrity mess, pop culture, etc, etc. Honestly, vibes only. Only. so yeah. check that out uh it's rhap slash mess magnets and um i also cover the amazing race over on silent podcast i just had omer zahir on from survivor so it was just like honestly two hours of him like schooling me on amazing race history Ooh. check that out <laughs> and um also i cover never have i ever with Chappelle on silent podcast you know, we have one episode left. I'm sh- it will drop this. <laughs> you're like milking it. You're like, yeah, we're like, oh, it's the worst. When we oh feel my like god. It. No, we're literally your toxic faves in that way where we'll breadcrumb <laughs> you with episodes at this point. Pretty but yes, genius. Check- I thank you, thank you. Um, and I was also guesting on the 90 Day Fiance podcast with Puya. So if you're like, I can't keep track of any of that, well, follow me on Twitter at funsize underscore oh four, and you'll know everything else I'm up to and seriously thank you so much for having me thank you sasha uh thank you for being our very last boy meets world guest it is uh wild um and i love everything that you do so and y'all are just like killing it you know i can't believe the series is about to end oh i know it It is is wild yeah so yeah, what we have, we have, uh, we are covering Brave New Worlds part one and two together. The mm-hmm. last two episodes of Boy Meets World, the series proper, not counting Girl Meets World. And we will be covering them together in the next episode. Just Jess and I, um, we started that way. We are ending that way. Um, and then aside from that, Jess and I also covered Dawson's Creek. We are getting into some really juicy stuff over there. Talk about mess and drama. That is mm-hmm. what's happening on Dawson's Creek. And then we have uh, some Christmas content coming out for Christmas and the yes. holiday season. And uh, stay tuned for December for that. You can find us at Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Fantastic. You can find me at the Just Sterling on Twitter and Instagram. I'm covering community over on community building on Posher Recaps, as well as Mythic Quest season three um, over at Posher Recaps. So mm-hmm. loving both of those. Go check yes. all of that out. Oh, also on PSR, I'm covering with Marissa Garza and LT the entire season three of dead to me uh, oh i still have to finish that yeah 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 i am two episodes into the third season because i whenever i do rewatches or like binges i always have to rewatch previous seasons because yeah so, sometimes i just do like a I'm YouTube very rigid. video of like 
recap the whole thing for me so i have to rewatch it but yeah shout out to christina applegate because honestly well, she's a freaking icon well yeah she is i was going to shout out um linda our Cardellini. favorite uh home wrecker linda cardellini linda cardellini obviously uh, what, we love what her what was her name what's her name in the show I don't know. I just know her as Linda Cardellini. Yeah, we just called her Linda Lauren? Cardellini. Lauren, yes, yeah. yes, 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 of yeah. course. Um, um, we love Linda yeah. Cardellini. She's great in that show. But yep. uh, yeah, tons of stuff upcoming with the three of us. We are uh, very, So very many busy. podcasts. Go Lots listen to all of them. All, every single podcast. So thank you again, Sasha, so much. Um, thank you, Jess, for um i don't know continuing the podcast without me since i'm moving to europe <laughs> yeah i guess i'll be back next week with someone else to <laughs> cover else. the finale and then the yeah. rest of this you know the series um but thank you all for listening we'll be back next week with the final two finale episodes of boy meets world have a good one everybody goodbye just ask shows taught me When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.